How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to episode 19 now of the Just Ball On Podcast. My name is Matthew Geist, and I do apologize for not uploading an episode last weekend or last week. Due to me being on spring break, I just didn't really have time because I went back to Long Island, New York, and I went to Boston for the Swan Analytics Conference. Um, So I really just didn't have time to record a podcast, and I didn't want to rush one out for you guys and just kind of make it 15 20 minutes long and not be that good or just i didn't really know what to talk about either so here we are uh you guys are probably going to be listening to this or watching this on youtube on march 10th i am recording this on march 9th so um i hope everybody is doing good i hope everybody is being healthy washing their hands uh covering their mouth when they cough because the coronavirus is everywhere it seems um i know my school especially if you're in college you probably heard a lot about this that um Colleges are going to online classes. Uh, if you've ever heard of Hofstra University, it's um, it's in Long Island. Um, it's near where I'm from, and they shut down classes, I think, this week. I'm currently at Temple. We haven't done anything yet, but um, wouldn't be surprised if we don't because we had a mumps outbreak last year, and Temple didn't do anything. So, uh, obviously, this is a little bit more um, severe or um, obviously scarier because this is global, and um, I think we might go to online classes. Apparently, somebody at UPenn, which is like 20 minutes um, from here, got it, so um, they're probably going to want to be cautious and move everything to online, and tip, I hate online classes. I don't recommend you taking online classes when you go to college, um, unless it's like an easy gen ed that you can get by, but like taking a core class online, horrible idea. I took this class last semester called Management um, Operation Systems, system management it's basically excel project management took it online once a week it was like 8 to eight fifty every wednesday night horrible it was just so hard to pay attention on my computer i would want to like veer off the tests were hard it's just better to take core classes in person if it's a gen ed or in english take it easy you don't have to leave your room or your apartment or whatever but take a core class in a lecture not not online but yeah that is my rambling about online lectures and the coronavirus uh yeah i just want to talk about some stuff that happened uh, around the nba um i also went to the Sloan Analytics Conference for the first time. If you don't know what that is, it was created by um, it was created by Daryl Morey and, oh, what's, I forgot her name. Jessica Gelman, uh, she works for Craft Analytics. Yeah, sorry, I, I forgot her name. But um, yeah, they created the uh, Sloan Analytics Conference, I think in like 2005, 2006. Um, and I went for the first time this year and it was super cool. Um, there was a lot of cool panels um, that I got kind of some insight on. Like Zach Lowe was there, uh, Saquon Barkley was there, Larry Fitzgerald was there, Danilo Gallinari was there, uh, R.C. Buford, the G- or the CEO of the Spurs was there. There was... um. Mina Kimes, uh, she uh, moderated a panel, so did Katie Nolan. Uh, there was Bill James, who used to work for the Red Sox. Uh, Sashi Brown, who worked for the Browns for a uh, brief stint. The uh, Rockets assistant general manager. There was a bunch of people there, and they all kind of talked about their different sports or their kind of way um, into it. Uh, some of the panels were about analytics, some weren't. Um, but I, I enjoyed it uh, for the most part, definitely. And um, yeah, so uh, I think it's definitely worth going, especially if you're like a student, because it's a really a great networking stuff. Um, I did this like career conversation where I talked um, about uh, with this guy um, in HR that works for the NBA, um, and he was a really cool guy. And then you can kind of meet people from all different organizations are there. There's I think like. I think mainly half the NBA was there, or at least one representative from each team. I'm not saying it was like all the general managers, but it was like scouts, and um, it was pretty cool. Uh, it's panels all day, and it's a big networking thing, especially if you can go with like a group. If you're in college um, and you guys have like a sports analytics or just like a sports club or a business club um, or just a business fraternity, yeah, try to buy in bulk, head out. Really cool. I went solo. Um, I just don't think any of my personal friends would want to go to that or spend the money because I think the student ticket was like 250 
I believe, in a non-season ticket, it's like 400 It is expensive, and then you obviously have to pay for a hotel, uh, Ubers, food, transportation, obviously all that, but um, it wasn't too bad. I drove down there, but yeah, uh, it was cool. I do recommend at least going there once. It was definitely a cool experience. So um, while I was there, news dropped uh, that Kenny Atkinson was let go uh, by the Brooklyn Nets, and this was definitely surprising. Um, also, Stephen A. Smith was there, and um, he apparently like rumored this before it happened, but I didn't hear this at all. Maybe it's just because I really wasn't on Twitter at all during my spring break. Um, but yeah, Kenny Atkinson was let go. I was personally surprised, and obviously he came out. I think Shams reported that just Katie and Kyrie didn't see him eye to eye. They just didn't really envision him as the head coach next year with the full team. I don't think Dinwiddie was growing too happy with him, and DeAndre Jordan didn't like coming off the bench to Jared Allen, even though kind of should. Jared Allen is better. Um, I think uh, 100% he's better. Um, yeah, Jordan does like a little things better than him, but Jared Allen's just so much more versatile. Um, and you're and you're what? seven games under 500 at this current point if you're the Brooklyn Nets like why are you playing DeAndre Jordan at least keep him fresh for next year yeah the Nets are currently six games under uh or excuse me five games under 500 and they'll probably make the playoffs so we'll see what happens down the line um also shout out to Carousel Verdi's ball but yeah this was a surprise Jacques Vaughn is now the interim head coach you have to be intrigued to see who they're going to bring in I don't think they'll keep Vaughn as the head coach obviously they're going to look for somebody that pertains well um, and has a good relationship with Katie and Kyrie. They're two stars that they want to please. Um, and I think I think ownership, uh, Joe Sy, um, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, he had a major say in this, and he kind of felt like it was time for him to go. Um, and yeah, it was definitely shocking. Like you can kind of tell the press conference with Sean Marks, it just really didn't feel like it was kind of awkward because um, they didn't really say why they fired him, but this was like a major move because Kenny Atkinson overachieved with that Nets team last year, brought him to the playoffs. And this year, um, so many injuries. There's been times where Allen's missed time. Karis LeVert missed the major um, the majority of time. Kyrie's only played, what, 23 games this year? Uh, Kevin Durant hasn't played one game. So um, I think it was a job well done for Atkinson with that team. And, yeah, he got let go. Um, I heard there's rumors Mark Jackson and um, Craig Popovich, apparently, and Ty Lue. I think apparently Kyrie wants Ty Lue. I've seen Greg Popovich rumors. I don't see that. I think if Pop... And the Spurs kind of realized, all right, we did our stuff here. We succeeded a lot. We won our championships. It's time to go. It's been, what, 20-something years, 22 years or whatever. I think it's time to go. I don't think he would really go with another team. Unless he obviously just wants to stay in basketball, maybe he would. Um, but I, I just think he would hang it up after that. I don't know. I feel like that's just who Pop is. But I also don't know Pop, so I could be completely wrong. Uh, I just don't really get that rumor whatsoever. Um, then Ty Lue, who's currently an assistant for the Clippers, could be definitely a possibility. He probably wants to coach a good team. And he would probably want to be a head coach again. So the Brooklyn Nets will most definitely be in the playoffs next year with KD and Kyrie both coming back. And... The other one was Mark Jackson. I know, obviously, people are skeptical. There's, like, Mark Jackson lovers out there. There's Mark Jackson just, like, I don't want him anywhere near my team. Um, I, we haven't seen him coach in, what, five years, six years. So, uh, we'll see what happens there. And then I think Jeff Van Gundy or Mike D'Antoni have been rumored because D'Antoni will be a quote-unquote free agent uh, this summer. His contract will expire. We'll see if the Rockets want to bring him back. And then uh, Jeff Van Gundy hasn't coached in a minute either, and we'll see if the Nets do that. But yeah, I was kind of surprised. I think there's a plethora of teams that are going to probably want to bring in Kenny Atkinson, either as their head coach or top-end assistant. Next year, I think teams that could definitely be on the radar to acquire Atkinson. I think definitely the other team in New York, the Knicks, they're going to need a head coach. They have a new president, Leon Rose. He might just clear house in general, at least with the front office. And some of the coaches might not be 
be brought back and you don't think Mike Miller is going to be the interim next year. So maybe they look at Kenny Atkinson and then also uh, who was, I think, once an assistant for the New York Knicks. And then also uh, I think the Chicago Bulls, if they do let go Jim Boylan, which I think they should, um, but it depends who's running that front office. If it's Gar Foreman um, and John Paxson, I mean, maybe it will. Maybe ownership will finally step in and be like, okay, yeah, this team isn't working out. Um, we need a culture change. So Boylan could be out. Maybe the Bulls. Obviously, if the Sixers have a disappointing player front, Elton Brand might let go of Brett Brown, and they might look for Kenny Atkinson. The T Wolves might let go of Ryan Saunders, um, but I don't, I don't know if they would. I feel like that would be just a tad bit premature. I think they want to give him. They should give him a full year with a healthy cat and with D'Lo with the top pick in the draft and go from there and see if they can see improvement next year. And then by midseason, if it's not working out, you'll let him go. But I think definitely, like, obviously the Knicks are going to have a head coaching vacancy. Um, the Nets, but obviously they're not bringing Kenny Atkinson. I think Jim Boylan is probably going to get fired, I would bet, um, or let go, even though he's had a two-year extension last year, which was a head scratch for a lot of people. Um, and then Minnesota, I don't see that. Philly, maybe. Um, and I don't know if Cleveland, um, I know they wanted J.B. Bickerstaff to succeed. Um John Beeline, but obviously that happened a lot sooner than expected. So I don't know if they're going to keep J.B. Bickerstaff as their head coach next year or they're going to look to uh, bring in a new guy. But yeah, Kenny Atkinson will definitely be on a team next year. I think a lot of teams are going to like his eye. I believe he also comes from um, Mike Boonholzer's coaching tree, but I just want to double check that. So yeah, Kenny Atkinson was a New York Knicks assistant from 2008 to 2012. And then he was also with Mike Boonholzer in Atlanta from 2012 to 2016. And then he got hired by the Nets in 2016. So yeah, uh, that was just really shocking news. And that is now the third coach this year to get fired. Obviously, Fizdale got fired. He technically got fired. And John Beeline stepped down, I guess. Um, and then also, um, I kind of want to talk about the whole Spike Lee thing. Just for a little bit, just because of my Knicks fandom. Um, that's not really fandom. It's just, I, I like the Knicks. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm a diehard Knicks fan anymore. But um, they're just very frustrating to watch that they have all these young guys that are unproven. And you would think since they're 24 games under 500, which is 18 games left to go in this season, and they're going to have a top 10 pick. Once again, they would play the young guys. But no, Alfred Payton, Wayne Ellington, Bobby Portis, Todd Gibson, they matter. Uh, that's why I, I just, I don't know. They just need to revamp this team or, or just their culture or their identity because it doesn't make any sense. But I'm rambling about the wrong thing. The whole Spike Lee entrance thing. I think it was just stupid. I think this is just a stupid thing to be on first take. I think this is just a stupid thing to everybody. Just, I don't know. Because obviously, whenever the Knicks are in the news and it's just a tad bit negativity, people are going to run with it. People are going to be like, hello, Knicks, poverty franchise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, that might be true, but I just think this was just blown way out of proportion. Spike Lee, you're a grown man. You're a rich man. So what? You have to use a different entrance. So what? <laughs> I mean, like, also, like, it's not like he was, he said he was being harassed, but if you look at the video, he was just told politely by the security guard, just doing his job to go into the other entrance. It's a 10 minute walk, dude. Come on. Like, is it really that deep? I know you're the biggest Knicks fan and the Knicks should definitely cater you because obviously he brings the Knicks publicity and he gives them just a good, a good name for what they have because obviously it's not all good in New York, but Spike Lee helps them out definitely a ton. And he's a diehard Knicks fan. He's been going, sitting at front court every home game for a while now, you definitely want to treat him well. And maybe this was just a um, a safety hazard, like or just a, um, a precautionary security hazard that they just want only personnel coming through this way, and they don't want anyone that, quote-unquote, could just be from not the team there because Spike Lee technically isn't employed by the Knicks, so maybe that was the employee entrance. He has to change his routine. Like, things change, man. Just, just use a different entrance. And obviously, he jumps on first take. He kind of acts like a child. 
<laughs> I guess his first world problems um, are having to use a different entrance. I don't know. I thought it was completely stupid just from a a personal standpoint, not even like me backing the Knicks. Like I crap on the Knicks all the time, but this was just stupid, I think. I mean, obviously the Knicks PR sucks and they came out with a tweet that just was embarrassing. And yeah, you would think over time, just the dumb PR tweets they've had, they would get a new one. I, I don't know. Um, I thought that was supposed to be Steve Sute or Suit who went on first take and said Mike Miller won't be here next year. So, yeah, the Knicks um, in the news like usual, and it's not good like usual. So, um, also want to talk about this whole thing that I tweeted about today. Um, I tweeted out 9 in the morning, and it's been a whole debate now between LeBron and Giannis um, for MVP. Obviously, throughout pretty much every game and every week up till probably last week, Giannis might be unanimous MVP. He might be the second ever unanimous MVP behind Steph Curry from 2016. And then obviously LeBron picked up a big win against Milwaukee where he played fantastic and then picked up a win against the Clippers where he played fantastic. But now people are saying LeBron's the MVP. Now, LeBron, I think, is second in the MVP. And that is not a hate on him. That is not a hatred on him whatsoever. But just people saying that are bringing age into this. Just because he's a 35-year-old playing like a top two player in the NBA, I don't think that makes you MVP just because of your age or this is year 17. Yeah, this is the most impressive thing we've ever seen, arguably from a um, a 37-year-old or a 35-year-old, excuse me, since what Kareem. Um, but I, I just don't, I just don't think that's a valid excuse. And what I tweeted out was. I, I pretty much did every main statistic I could do besides like I threw blocks and steals in here, but I use box plus minus uh, PPIM and RPM. Um, so I did MVP debate Giannis versus LeBron minutes per game. So I got that out of the way. LeBron, LeBron plays, I think about four more minutes or three more minutes than Giannis because they're blowing out every team they face in three quarters where he doesn't have to play that much in the fourth points per game Giannis. And if you go to points uh, or if you go to per 36, it's like heavily Giannis rebounds per game Giannis. And remember this is in less minutes per game assist per game. LeBron LeBron has probably been the best passer in the NBA this year. No one's denying that true shooting percentage Giannis player efficiency rating Giannis. He's also having the best player efficiency rating of all time. Win shares Giannis. So basically war box plus minus Giannis PIPM. Uh, that's player impact plus minus Giannis. RPM, that's real, uh, plus minus, that's by ESPN, and uh, player impact plus minus is by Jacob Goldstein, but yeah, RPM, Giannis, win percentage overall, so better record, Giannis, and then win percentage versus 500 teams are better, Giannis, that might be a little bit uh, skewed just because Giannis has obviously missed some games where they played 500 teams, um, and, but I, I think that's correct, I just don't know where I found that from, if that was like 500 teams now, so let's say they beat the, I don't know, the, um, I don't know, who was a bad team in the beginning of the year? Were the Rockets? I don't remember. But let's say, uh, I don't think the Rockets were ever under 500 in the beginning of the year, but let's say the Rockets were 2-3. and three. Does that not count? But obviously the Rockets are above 500 now, or does it count now? I don't know. It was a weird stop, but like, obviously regardless, Giannis is the MVP. I think, I think he honestly still should be in consideration for unanimous MVP. Now, there was this, uh, I think Danny LaRue said this on the Dunk Down podcast, so... Let's say Giannis has been a top five offensive player this year, arguably number one, and a top five defensive player this year, arguably number one. So let's just say he's in the top five in offense and defense, right? I don't think anybody would deny that in their right mind. Giannis could win MVP and he could win defensive player of the year, and he honestly kind of should. But yeah, uh, back to my uh, the quote that he said. So he said, out of every offensive player in the top five, so let's say the top five in offense this year, we could say, I don't know, off the top of my head, LeBron. Uh, we'll say Harden just because he's averaging 34 a night. We'll say Giannis. Um, we'll say Luka. And we'll just say Russ, AD, Kawhi, right? Just 
say we have five guys there. Giannis is one of them. By far, or not by far because AD's in there, but Giannis is the best defensive player probably out of the top five offensive players this year. I would say so. I think most people can agree on that. If you want to put AD in a top five offensive player, okay. Uh, might be a stretch at five, but you know what? That's actually total, totally reasonable. Um, but I think Giannis has been a better defender than AD this year. I think 100%. You look at the metrics, you look at the on-off, you just watch Giannis play. He's phenomenal. Yes, he does have some great help around him um, with Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, all pretty solid defenders. Uh, Brooke Lopez has been one of the better rim protectors in the league this year, but he's been fantastic on that side of the ball. And then he also said out of the top five defensive players in the league this year, so you take AD, you take maybe Ben Simmons, you take Gobert, you take Giannis, you take Smart, you take Brooke Lopez. He's by far the best, off or not by far, but he's the best offensive player of the week um, out of those five. So he's the best offensive player out of the best defensive players, and he's the best defensive player out of the best offensive players. That's kind of incredible. That's kind of incredible. He might arguably be the best offensive and defensive player this year. He's, I think, by far the MVP right now. Honestly, if I had to make this out of 100%, and it's just between Giannis and LeBron, I would do probably, personally, 95-5, and that might be kind of insulting to Giannis this year. Um, maybe that's a stretch. I don't know, but I think Giannis should be close to unanimous. I don't think at this moment, say the season ends today, a lot can change because Giannis misses some time. The Lakers might go on a run and end with a better record than the Bucks. I just personally think it's Giannis. I think he's the MVP. I just don't like this media um, outlook, and it's it's kind of wild uh, because the media is kind of persuading um, that they want LeBron um, in there. And I saw one of the dumbest things today. Um, and I, I, it's by a credible reporter, too. It's uh, Dave McManian, um, or McManaman, McManaman, Mc, <laughs> McManaman. Um, it's a kind of a tongue twister, but if I heard it, I'd probably be able to say it. I just, I don't know much about him, but he works for ESPN. I follow him on Twitter. Um, he's a reporter. He does a lot of LA stuff. And <laughs> it was really, really dumb. Um, he's on Get Up, or uh, The Jump, excuse me, with Rachel Nichols and uh, Kendrick Perkins was on this and he he's now saying LeBron should be the MVP <laughs> because of Kobe's death and it's affected him a lot <laughs> I'm not making this up just go on Twitter and search this and the China drama that this is now so much weight is on LeBron that this is just so impressive that he's having this season and he should be the MVP because of all this weight on his shoulders and Giannis is and he also says Giannis isn't growing through all this stress that he's been going through <laughs> I don't even want to go in depth on how dumb this might be the dumbest take of the year, honestly, uh, because for one, now you're bringing Kobe into this, which has nothing to do with this, nothing to do with this. Um, and who knows? Maybe the Kobe death has affected Giannis so much. Who knows? Maybe it's affected him even more and it doesn't sound like a competition or anything. I'm just saying, why are you saying that Giannis isn't going through that when I don't know, Giannis might have looked up to Kobe. I don't know Giannis, like, obviously, his personal stuff. Um, I'm not too heavy involved in all that. I'm sure it's on Twitter. But I just think that was really stupid. Um, and then the China drama that kind of LeBron got himself into and said the wrong thing um, that he personally should have got kind of attacked for because he was siding with China because, I don't know what the money, but LeBron usually says everything right, and that was, like, the first wrong thing he ever said before. And people were like, oh, LeBron said something bad. We can go after him now. But, um... Yeah, dumbest take I think ever. Um, I, I just, I, you look it up on Twitter. It's honestly, it's weird. It's stupid. And it, it, there's a media bias for LeBron. Rightfully, I mean, not rightfully so, but like as expected, LA, arguably the GOAT. He brings in clicks. ESPN loves LeBron. You go on ESPN, they're going to, or SportsCenter, any, honestly, NBA ESPN program. And they're going to talk LeBron about LeBron at least once. They're going to talk about him at least once. So maybe they just want this to drive up their views. 
I don't know, but no, that was just really stupid by uh, Dave McManum. Sorry about ranting about Dave McManum, and I'm not, like, hating on the dude. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I just thought that was really dumb, and he probably he might regret it. I don't know, but yeah. Um, now I just want to talk about, so we've talked about, basically, Kenny Atkinson, Spike Lee, and LeBron. I want to talk about Zion a little bit um, and kind of the crazy stuff he has been doing this year um, in the NBA and how he's kind of setting records for rookies. Now, <laughs> Zion has currently played 19 games and actually feels a lot less than that. He's played 19 games already and he's averaging about 29 minutes a night so he's getting up there in minutes played obviously he's kind of getting less restricted and you would want to obviously put him on restricted um minutes now but we go to per 36 in his first 19 games as a 19 year old guys i'm 20 years old <laughs> i'm sure some of you guys listening to this are older than 19 as well <laughs> imagine doing this at 19 it just blows my mind he's averaging 28 and a half points per game he's averaging Eight rebounds and two and a half assists per 36 minutes. That's that's amazing. That's kind of mind blowing. Now on the defensive side of the ball, he looks lost sometimes. It's not. It, I wouldn't say it's been good this year on the defensive side of the ball. I would say it's been below average. I would say it's below what you want him to be. Um, and it's like what you want him to be average. Let's say on defense, it's been below average. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's been good on defense. But on the offensive side of the ball, this dude's a freak, and he's 19. What's going to happen when he gets faster and he gets stronger and he just gets smarter and his basketball IQ goes up and he gets more experience, man? It's it's nuts. And I think people are writing him off, obviously, because he's hurt. And who knows? Maybe he will be injury prone or not injury prone, but injuries will come and go with Zion. Um, but he's, man, he's incredible. And I don't think he deserves to win rookie of the year just because I think if he ends the season, he can only play like 33 games. And I'm sure he's going to miss um, some back-to-backs because he played the other night uh, in his first back-to-back, but I'm sure he's going to miss some. Um, it, it doesn't credit. It, it, he shouldn't be rookie of the year. It's going to go to John Moran, as it should, because he's having a fantastic season, and he's going to play 50-plus games. But Zion has been incredible, and I wanted to give him some love. Now, it, it, the Pelicans are interesting because Lonzo has shown real promise this year. He's had some crazy games this year um, where you're just like, okay, this guy can actually be a starting point guard on a good team, and he does a lot of things well. He runs transition great. He passes the ball extremely well. He's really good court vision. He's a solid rebounder for a point guard. And his three-point per, uh, percentage has been good this year. He's shooting 38% from three. <laughs> that's that's really good. Um, especially for Lonzo Ball. He's averaging 12.6 rebounds, 7 assists. Um, he's had some games where he's had some amazing stat lines against Houston. In December, he had a 27-10-7 performance on 50% from the field and 58 from three. They beat Dallas, or excuse me, they lost to Dallas once, but he had 25-11 rebounds, six assists, and shot 64% from three. He had a game against the Lakers where they lost by 10. Um, this was um, in January. He had 23 points, five assists. And he ended up shooting 63% from the field. Like, he's had some really good games this year. Um, and he's had a lot of games in double figures, what you want to see. Um, he's had, I think, double the amount of games in double figures that he's had in single figures. Actually, no, that's probably wrong. Just a little bit more than half. Uh, maybe it's like a 60-40 split. But Lazo's been good. Drew Holiday has shown why he's still a top 30 player, top 35, top 30 player in the NBA. Zion might already be a top 30 player in the NBA. Uh, Derek Favors, they've looked a lot better when he's on the floor and he's their rim protector for them. They have JJ Redick. Haven't even mentioned Brendan Ingram yet, and he might win most improved player this year. The Pelicans, I personally want to see them in the eighth seed. I would love to see Memphis, especially because they're playing hard. They don't have their draft pick. I'd love to see them too. I, I don't think they would... They might win one game. I don't even think they would actually win a game against the Lakers. I think the Pelicans have a chance to win one, two... I wouldn't say three or win the series, but I think they would make it at least interesting where maybe two or three of the Lakers' four wins in that series could be uh, where the game has been close for most of the game and maybe they win it um, at the end of the game. 
But yeah, I think the Pelicans, and they have all this draft capital uh, that they will get from, or uh, I believe they have a first-round pick this year from the uh, DeAndre Hunter trade down, and they were able to get uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Jackson Hayes, and they have all these Lakers picks going forward, and they have, obviously, this really good young core of Lonzo, Ingram, and Zion. I would say that's an above-average young core. It's arguably the best in the league um, in that aspect. Maybe not as good as Dallas because they have Luka Dye. No, it's a great young core. I'm not going to compare it to other teams. It's a great young core. Um, they have a really good veteran um, in Drew Holiday that, like I said, is the top 30 player in the NBA. Um, and they could definitely use him to get more assets if they would want. But I think they're a rim protector away that could play well with Giannis that you'd prefer him being able to space the floor. So finding a rim protecting center that can space the floor, it's hard to find. But... If they can pull something off in the offseason and get somebody like that, this team, I think, could be... I think they're going to be a playoff team next year. I think the, I mean, the West is going to be voted. And I actually, I don't want to speak too much in the future because we have to get through this season. But I would really like to see them in the playoffs. I wanted to give Zion some love. I don't think he should or will be rookie of the year. But I wanted to give him some love. Um, shout out to the the Pelicans for actually being um, or playing a lot better as of late. I thought Alvin Gentry was going to get fired midway through the year off their poor start, um, but it's looking good for them. And yeah, shout out to the Pelicans. So yeah, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for me. I pretty much went over everything I wanted to talk about. I really enjoyed uh, this episode. We talked about some interesting things. And if there's anything you want me to talk about on the pod, let me know. You can write a comment on YouTube or you could tweet at me at Matthew Engeist on Twitter. Um, that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, we I think we have the playoffs starting in 40 days, something like that, which is going be crazy uh, fun i'm obviously going to be doing predictions probably i'll do my full play of predictions in a pod and then i'll probably do each uh round um like each game or um each series in each round uh predictions as well like round one round two round three so that'll be fun um obviously that will come and then obviously i'll have another mock draft probably post march madness that i'll talk about on the pod and yeah, we're going to get into the offseason. Um, he'll be here sooner than you know it. And yeah, the N NBA is just interesting 24-7. But we'll see how this coronavirus kind of pans out and if they stop letting fans go to games until obviously this is um, dwindled down a little bit. But yeah, that is going to be for me. Thank you all for listening on either Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or Spotify. You know the deal. If you're on YouTube, drop a like. I would really appreciate that. If you're on Spotify, hit me with a follow. And then if you're on Apple Pod, a reading and review means a lot. So yeah, that is going to be for me. Thank you all for listening. Love you guys. I'll see you guys in episode 20. Peace out.